Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. I just had to navigate a lot of critics. And I think I I had thought I was in a place of I know who I am. And that's why I thought I would be able to meet my husband because I was like, you know, I've gone through the guys like, I am ready. I know who I am. And then you get bombarded with, you know, the noise, the overwhelm, the stress, the fatigue, the comments. And then I realized real quickly, like, you know, I'm lost again. Life is a journey, and most of it is spent in the in-between, in the middle places. But every once in a while, you find yourself on the other side of something. These are the stories we are telling here. We believe that stories change the world. And we hope that when you hear stories of lives changed, obstacles overcome, lives broken, lives mended, and hope found, you'll actually see yourself in their stories. Now more than ever, we need each other and we need each other's stories. This is On The Other Side. Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of On The Other Side. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm Aaron. And we have a great episode for you today. Uh, On this show, it was just me. I sat down solo, Aaron could make it, although you didn't miss out. I mean, you did miss out because Desiree's amazing, but we talked about The Bachelor yep. and that, you know. Okay. Okay. So, so there it I, is. I didn't miss out on the conversation. <laughs> it was a lovely conversation between two girls, but I sit down with Desiree Siegfried, who has a book come out this year called The Road to Roses, but she was also on The Bachelor season with Sean Lowe, and then she was The Bachelorette and found her husband, Chris, and so we talk about that journey here. Guys, here's my interview with Desiree. Desiree, welcome to On the Other Side. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat. This is exciting. And you just released a book in 2021 that you wrote during a global pandemic, which I think is just like you were using your time wisely is what I have to say about that. You're like, hey, I'm going to make something happen here. But uh, you released your book and I listened to the whole thing. And it's your story of your journey. I guess I can say towards finding love in a most unconventional type of way. So before we jump in, just tell our our listeners where you are now in your story, then we're going to jump backwards. Oh, okay, sure. Yes. So now I am a wedding gown designer. I host a podcast. I am a mama of two sweet boys, and I married the man I met on The Bachelorette. So we are just, you know, we're eight years removed from that and really just loving life in Oregon. So it's been good. I love it so much. I heard it's really hot there in Oregon these days. Oh, yes. It's been really hot. Crazy. Crazy. Arizona weather. It's really interesting. That's crazy. Well, do you know the answer to this question? I don't know if you do or not. How many contestants have actually gotten married from the Bachelor Nation friends? It depends because there's been a few that gotten married from Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, okay. Okay. I want to say a total, if you're just talking Bachelor, Bachelorette, I think only five or six. 
you're in like a small, unique little crowd, a little club that you're in. And yeah. it's kind of exciting. Okay, well, let's jump back. I had the the privilege, like I said, of listening to your book and I loved your story. But let's jump all the way back because I will admit that some people are a little skeptic of finding love on national TV. And sure. again, it is it is rare that it happens because we've been watching The Bachelor for a while, but you did with your husband, Chris. But I want to go back to the beginning. And so talk about that journey of you getting on The Bachelor first and then The Bachelorette. Yeah, I mean, it's so I was a skeptic for sure. I mean, I didn't really watch much TV. I just was working hard, not, you know, well, I was working hard and working hard partying. So <laughs> I didn't have time for TV. And so, you know, I was just in a season of life where I had recently gotten out of a, a relationship and I was in LA, kind of miserable, lost, broke as all can be. And Kind of just not sure what my next step was. I was seeking God faithfully for the past year. And so I knew like, you know, he had something in store. I just had no idea what that was. And so when I walked into our house, my roommate was watching The Bachelorette and I was just like, yeah, like that looks awesome. Guys like all over her and she gets to <laughs> right? travel to really cool places. I was like, oh, that would be, I mean, that would be fun. Um, not thinking anything of it. And then, you know, months went by and it just kept popping up in my head. Like, you know what, maybe I should just apply. And so I eventually just applied really sarcastic, not really thinking anything of it again. And it just kind of worked out and they contacted me. I went through screening and interviews and I honestly could have taken it or left it. So I think that's also what (laughs) made me go through is because I didn't, care to be on the show because I didn't know the impact at this point I had no idea there was a bachelor nation like I didn't know there were like diehard fans because I wasn't one of them and so it was just really quite the journey to get into that world which I was so not aware of and then just to realize that people were watching your every step your every move and yeah. Luckily, you know, luckily on The Bachelor, it was fine. I had nice people. You know, you still get those people who don't like you mm-hmm. for no reason. But yeah, it wasn't until being on The Bachelorette where it was just heightened and hard because yeah, yeah, you're you're just on display for everyone to comment. Well, let's talk about that. And first of all, I've always joked that I would go on to The Bachelor, but I am 40 and married for 20 years with four children. So I tell my husband, I'm like, I'll go. I'm not going to have a relationship. I just want to hang out with the girls by the pool and then maybe go on a helicopter ride. I don't know. And he's like, Jamie, you're married and you're old and and you have four children. So, but that's just joking because it does look really, really fun, you know, take aside their relationship. You know, you mentioned about the, you know, the hard part with maybe critics or fans and, and you walked through a really hard time after your season on The Bachelorette and you had hard moments on there that were very emotional, very vulnerable for everybody to watch and to see and you kind of had to figure out a little bit more about yourself even as you journeyed and got to the end with your now husband can you take us back to just how did you as a woman deal with your character being attacked and people talking about I mean I'm sure they had a bunch of low blows what did that look like for you in that season yeah so much so much like so much that I just can't even like comprehend just how much was coming at me at all times and so, yeah, I was, I was at a low point because it was one, I was coming off a show that was emotionally taxing, like just emotionally, physically, 
like mentally, spiritually, Mm -hmm. all of that was very taxing. And I didn't have time to like recoup or like recharge before getting into the masses of people's comments. So it was just back to back to back of a whole year of just kind of feeling like being beaten down, which was- Can can I, can you fill in the blanks real quick for the listener? When you guys finish filming, you're happy, you're in love, you're engaged, everything's awesome. But then the show starts playing. Yes. I mean, honestly, even before the show started airing, there was already like... Spoilers. Yeah, Yeah, there was already (laughs) spoilers. So I would get caught up in those because they were wrong. And so it was hard because then people would start guessing. Yeah. Before the show even aired. Right. And yeah, so I'm like happy. Chris and I have already, you know, gotten engaged. Like I'm feeling great with our relationship and where I'm at. But I was more just like overwhelmed with the show and mm-hmm. and having to have been on all the time. And I'm an introvert, so it, it was really hard on, I think, me just personally and my personality because I, I had never wanted to be in the spotlight. I actually yeah. still struggle with being like in front of people, like large crowds. So it's just very ironic that yeah. I was ever even a lead. But yeah, I mean, I just had to navigate a lot of, critics. And I think I I had thought I was in a place of, I know who I am. And that's Mm -hmm. why I thought I would be able to meet my husband because I was like, you know, I've gone through the guys like, yeah, I am ready. I know who I am. Uh And then you get bombarded with, you know, the noise, the overwhelm, the stress, the fatigue, the comments. And then I realized real quickly, like, you know, I'm lost again. And mm. I don't know who I am. And I'm in a new relationship in a new city yeah. without my friends. So yeah, I feel like I lost a little bit of who I was before the show because I was just so overwhelmed. But yeah, I mean, it was just hard. People were... More... So for context, there was a guy had that had left the show. And so I was heartbroken over that. Not discrediting my relationship with Chris, but people saw it as like, mm-hmm. oh my God, she could never move on so quick. Yeah. And um, so everyone just assumed I was settling with Chris. And so those those were the comments and the critics that really hurt. I'm because sure. I'm so happy. And when you're in love, right. you, wanna, you want everyone to see that same love. Chris isn't here to speak for himself, but you might be able to answer this. How did he handle that walking alongside that with you? Because yeah. he was there as well. And I mean, you say in your book that the guy that left I guess we can say his name, right? I mean, you talked Brooks, but he was at y'all's wedding. Like it it wasn't like it was like this weird thing. And so how did Chris walk alongside you when people are coming at you saying things about you and he was friends with Brooks and it, you ended up having like a friendship after that. Yeah. I mean, they were like best friends in the house. So that made it kind of interesting, but it's just so funny. Yeah. Cause what you perceive on TV is like the end all of everything. But like there's life and there's things yep. that can happen past that. And the one thing about being on the show is that things escalate very quickly, which means it was also very easy to move forward quicker than it yeah. normally would have been. But Chris, he can compartmentalize like no one I have ever known before. Yeah. And he kind of attests this to being an athlete, like because mm-hmm. he had to kind of compartmentalize bad games versus good games and never right. let them mix, which I thought that was fascinating. That is interesting. Yeah. I'm just a whole mess of things. I can't. <laughs> Most of us are. We're like, everything's <laughs> yeah. overflowing everything. Yeah. I can't compartmentalize anything. And so to be completely honest, 
that's what kept us going was his ability to just be confident in who we were. And the whole time he just knew that I was his girl. So he was able to compartmentalize my relationship with him, his relationship with the guys, and then the guy's relationship with me. And so it never bothered him. I mean, we went right back into our daily life. He went right back to work. So he's not worried or dwelling on what people are saying yeah 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 and you know getting out of california was probably good for that too to just planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination then check out the language learning program rosetta stone on desktop or as an app rosetta stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning plus the true accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time listeners can get rosetta stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life redeem your 50 percent off at rosettastone.com today how would you say because you know in your book you talk a lot about growing up and and the struggles that you had in different areas of your life and and you're pretty honest and vulnerable about just like relationships that you had and and maybe even I don't know if you said this and I don't want to put words in your mouth maybe even like an insecurity of yourself how did the show change that for you and then life after that like how is Desiree different now (laughs) than even eight years ago and even before that that you talk about in the book Yeah, so, so different. But yeah, I do talk about my childhood and I just never had, I guess I just never had that. It's funny because I was actually a very confident person. Like I was confident in my skill set. I was confident in what I can achieve. I was confident in where I was going. Mm -hmm. But when it came to like who I was as a partner or a friend, Mm -hmm. I guess that's the area that I was a little more insecure about and didn't really know. And so I was very agreeable to everyone I met, Mm -hmm. everyone I became in a relationship, passive. You know, I didn't really stand in my own opinion or stand in my own voice. I like didn't, I guess I just didn't know. And so I would say like I mentioned before, right when I was going onto the show, I'm like, oh, I know who I am. Like, I feel very confident in who I am because of these past breakups and whatever, whatever. And then it's so funny because you realize in hindsight, yeah, that wasn't the case. <laughs> but the show kind of broke me down a bit in in terms of where I was finding my worth, um, allowing other people's words to affect me, which was also from my childhood. So it was mm-hmm. almost just old wounds being brought to the surface to be hit on again. Yeah. And then I was just overwhelmed with work, opportunities, people wanting things from me. And I never, it was years before, before I finally was forced to take a break when I became pregnant. And I realized just how much I was focusing on, I think, other people's expectations of myself rather than Mm -hmm. what I truly wanted to be doing. And so I shifted and I, that's when I started my my bridal line. I I just started pursuing what made me happy rather than just trying to say yes to every open right. door. Right. And I can say now, after having two kids, going through entrepreneurship and the ups and downs of that, like, and follow it, like really seeking God's will in my life, I will say I now stand in my own and I I don't care at all what people think. But I'm now 35, so it took a good... Right. No, it took a long time to get to this point of being affirmed in who I am and who God created me to be to where I don't care what people say because it doesn't affect me. 
Isn't that a good place to be? I'm like the same way. And it took me a while. And I'm like, this feels so much better. It feels safer. I feel more confident. All of those things. Cause you're like, I can be who I was created to be. And that's good. It feels great when you can stand just in your own and like have your opinion, have your voice, have your beliefs and, and not allow the outside noise to really affect it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. (laughs) <laughs> you said that your faith was strong when you were going in to the show. And I think I felt like during the book that it's even gotten stronger on the other side of that. What was that like to be in either one of those scenarios, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, as a Christian? Because looking in, people, and we've had, we've had, I've had Catherine uh, Lowe on my podcast, The Happy Hour. And so we've talked about those things, but a lot of people can assume that it's just this like one big massive frat party (laughs) and she assured me that it's not but what was it like for you having a faith going into a situation where your life is on tv and you're dating you know uh, multiple guys trying to find a husband how was that for you yeah I mean I think you're more aware of what you're doing a little bit because I wanted to always be a role model for younger girls I didn't want to just be doing life the way that I had lived (laughs) You know, I had gotten past my 20s and my life that I knew that God didn't have for me. So when I got onto the show, I had fully been seeking God for a whole year and getting back into my faith. So I was ready to just glorify him and not really, I don't know, get involved with all Mm -hmm. the secular stuff. Yeah, It was easy with Sean's season because he was a Christian. So I think it wasn't like faith almost wasn't even talked about. Like yeah. it was talked about behind the scenes, but mm-hmm. not, not, it wasn't shown. It wasn't aired. Yeah. And I tell people, cause I feel like throughout the past couple of years, it's been a topic, but it's been a topic because it's been a conflict, but on my season and Sean's season, religion wasn't a conflict. It was yeah. there. So they mm-hmm. never aired it, but it was very important. It was very important to, for me as the bachelorette to talk to the guys about it. And for them to know where I stand and how I want to raise my children. Like, I'm not going to just get engaged to someone and not know if they love God or not. Because I had already been in a relationship that I found out he was agnostic. And it was heartbreaking because I was getting back into my faith. And I was like, that's not the the father of my kids. Like, yeah. So it was very important. And, And that was actually a topic that was discussed with all the top four guys. And it was a topic that was discussed with Brooks and it left me doubting. So Mm -hmm. it's just that stuff wasn't shown. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of motherhood, you have two kids and how old are your kids? First of all, Uh, they're two and a half and four and a half. Oh, you were in the throes. You were in the toddlerville. Well, congratulations on your your two (laughs) boys. But I I do want to know, like as a mom who is raising toddlers right now, I know that you find it really important to encourage other women and other moms in what they're doing. And so where does that passion come from? And how do you see that you as Desiree can make a difference in that way? Yeah, You know, I think the one thing about me, like, although I may have had other insecurities, I never had the insecurities of like, I don't know. It's really weird because like, I, I feel, I felt confident in who I, who I am, like, like mm-hmm. physically and what I'm capable of. Like, I'm never going to be trying to put on a show for yeah. you, mm-hmm. especially during motherhood. Like right. there is no way I'm putting makeup on and breastfeeding 5 million times a day. And right. so I think it was just easy to, to be authentic in that, in the sense of like, I'm not going to be an influencer in the mom space. I'm yeah. just going to be real and be yeah. like, 
it's hard. And my boys were, I mean, I had very hard seasons with both of them. And so I think just being realistic and relatable because you can't be that perfect image that you scroll on Instagram and it's not realistic. It's not good for other moms to be comparing to that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel the pressure ever to be that? I know that you're like, I'm confident I'm not, but you don't ever feel that pressure. No, you know, that's actually, I've never felt the pressure because I think I haven't let it affect me because I think I realized I'm not though the like put together makeup hair, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like I really am a beach girl down in my heart. So like, yeah, I would just be you know, in flip-flops and tank tops all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't bring me joy to spend hours getting ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is so funny because I'm like, that would feel what you would think would be the opposite of someone on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, which is just an assumption and it's not fair or right. But it's funny that that would um, come into our minds. Desiree, thank you so much. Your book is of joy. And I loved hearing about not only just your process of, of being on the show and, and the pain, but I really love the way every situation that you talk about in the book, you, you take the time to point us back to God and you take the time to show us what he taught you, whether that's through the way you grew up or your parents or the traveling or your childhood or whatever it might be, or those p- crazy party years in your twenties. I related to those a lot, but thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today maybe we can start out by just talking about your desire to go on the bachelorette okay so you heard that part i heard that part okay well no i don't want to go on the bachelorette because the bachelorette is the girl who's dating 25 guys right that's what i thought you had said (laughs) no we need to clarify that (laughs) well i want to go on the bachelor but but I don't want to actually date the guy. There's a difference between The Bachelor and The Bachelorette? <laughs> oh, Lord. This is why you set this in re- interview out. That's yeah. Exactly the Bachelorette why. is the girl, which... I know. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. Desiree was But both. you you just want to hang out at the pool. I just want to hang out by the pool with some girlfriends. At some awesome destination. And go to maybe Australia or New Zealand or some Caribbean island in a, in a helicopter. I think there's another way to do that besides being, like, shady. <laughs> Would it be shady because I'm married? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, anyhow, Erin, wasn't it fun hearing just her journey and the way the paths she took and how God yeah. got her together with her yeah. husband? She tells a whole story about Brooks and Chris and all the things from the in her book, The Road to Roses. But I love mostly how she talked about really becoming confident in who she is. Uh, you guys, if you love this episode, please subscribe so you hear all of our episodes of On the Other Side. You can do that wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can find us on Instagram at On the Other Side Pod. Today's show was mixed and edited by Aaron Campbell. Show notes were written by Abby Castell. Show graphics and videos were made by Rachel Ray. And the show is produced by Lindsay Sweeney. Please share this show with a friend if you loved it. It's how most people find out about podcasts. Thank you for listening to On the Other Side with Jamie and Aaron Ivey.